Hello and welcome to Teaching English with the British Council, a podcast in which we try and provide solutions to some of the key questions being asked by English teachers around the world. Teaching English with the British Council. I'm your host, Chris Salton. In each episode, we address one such question and attempt to answer it in two ways. Teaching English with the British Council. In the first part of each episode, we hear from a British Council project, programme or publication about something which is being done to address this issue. Across the ten episodes of the series, we hear from teachers, trainers and researchers in a wide range of contexts, including India, Lebanon, Uruguay and South Africa. Teaching English with the British Council In the second part, a leading English expert and practitioner will provide practical solutions which you can immediately try out wherever you work. Each episode of Teaching English is accompanied by a full transcript and show notes. These show notes provide additional information, a glossary of keywords and links to relevant websites. Teaching English with the British Council Episode 1. How can I integrate global issues into my teaching? In our first episode, we will try to answer the question, how can I integrate global issues into my teaching? In our first From the Field report, we hear about climate change in another podcast recently made by the British Council. And later on, we'll be talking to this episode's guest about another serious global issue, drug addiction. The United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP26, took place in November 2021. As one of their initiatives for this conference, the British Council created a podcast called The Climate Connection, which examined the relationship between the climate crisis and language education. To date, the podcast has been downloaded thousands of times by people in more than 100 countries. Many of the listeners to The Climate Connection have been classroom teachers, eager to understand more about these issues and keen to develop strategies to talk more about the climate crisis more effectively in their classrooms. Across the 10 episodes, four key themes emerged about how this can be done successfully. In the first half of today's episode, I'll introduce some short extracts from The Climate Connection, which highlight these particular themes. The first theme which we'll hear about is that children and young people can be powerful and effective agents of change, and that we should not underestimate them. So we'll now hear Feten discussing Tunisia, Chris talking about Togo, and Zhuja reflecting more globally about this issue. I'm an English teacher. As a teacher, I'm aware of the climate change and the necessity to embed this topic in our lesson plans and in our project works with learners. So it's our responsibility to raise their awareness by the environmental issues. That's why from the beginning we teach them how to solve big problems with mere habits and to uh, encourage their parents to be engaged uh, through using eco-friendly substitutes such as paper and cloth bags instead of plastics. Uh, they have to be aware and uh, that's our duty to save nature and to stop abusing earth. 
So basically, the project was around educating primary students to go home to, I use the word educate, educate mum and dad about plastic bag use. And they've actually seen an impact. Apparently now taxis in Lome have a container because traditionally people would go shopping, sort their shopping out in the taxi and throw the plastic bag out the window. Now there's a container in the taxi where the bags can be put rather than being thrown out the window. So he's actually seeing direct behaviour change as a result of, of English language education. Climate education isn't just important because it helps young people understand how they can sort of adapt their own lives in response to the climate crisis. But it's also because young people are going to be the people who are going to be coming up with the solutions, hopefully, to solve um, some aspects of this crisis. And so I think it needs to be really empowering and young people need to feel like they can be part of the solution. And that really starts in the classroom. The second thing we came across was that in order to help students understand wider global issues, teachers can use local issues as a way in. To tell us more about this are Alexandra and, first up, Stephen talking about The Very Local, a project where students are each given their own plant to look after in their classroom. We, we make them put the plants in a white pot because we know how important light is. I'll come to light in a minute, but, you know, the plants are absorbing light for photosynthesis, so if it's a white pot, they're reflecting light back into the room. But we make each child name their plant. And, uh, you know, something about it's your plant, you know. They get really excited when they're spider plants having babies, you know, and they're getting quite, you know, oh, you know, they're getting all sort of flustered about it all. And they, but they've got skin in the game. And we've had kids who've been poor attenders who, once they've got their own plant, you know, find themselves coming in because they've got family in the room. There is this text about tropical rainforests being cut down at a terrible speed. Can we do it? And think about that. Maybe we can have a project connected with this topic, but the project that is going to lead from this informing through changing attitudes to teaching specific skills and then taking action, because we can find links between what is going on in the tropical rainforest in the Amazon in South America with what is going on in my backyard. Are there any trees cut down because they are constructing a new road in my area? Or just yesterday, I read a brilliant article about a man who stopped the desertification process in Sahel by employing traditional, very old techniques. So we can find kind of parallel issues in our local area. Clearly, it's crucial that students learn about global issues in the classroom. And the language classroom is a particularly good place where this can happen. However, to understand these issues on a deeper level, students need to get out of their classrooms and into their communities, as we learnt from Caroline, Scott and Angela. So Eco Awareness Day a few weeks ago and invited young, it was young people organised. They'd spent a year organising it which was brilliant. And they were getting the children while swimming, cooking food, digging gardens, lots of practical engaged. And all of the whole of the upper school was involved in this. So what was brilliant about this was it wasn't an add-in to the curriculum. Everybody was involved for the day, all the teachers and all the children. 
When you say rewilding, I'm reminded of the initiative that a number of Scandinavian language learning in the wild project where people go out into the street with particular tasks. I mean, this is learning a language like Icelandic or Finnish or whatever. And they, they're prepared for these tasks. They go out, they do the task. They take photos on their phones of, of the core interactions they're having with people in the wild, as it were, and they bring these back to the classroom. And this is essentially the material of the course, but it's very contextualized and it's very interactive. I'm not suggesting that's the only way to learn the language through immersion, for example. But the fact that people can do it suggests that we should be thinking of methodologies which are more immersive, as it were, in their approach. Our programs, we try to inspire and support or to encourage more people to learn about nature, to understand the nature and its benefits and its connection with our human beings. So for the English class, the teaching curriculum, we try to integrate nature education curriculum into indoor classes. Meanwhile, we also try to integrate the English learning with the nature camps. So we take our students with both kids and parents into the nature. So our courses let the students to understand the nature, like some plants, animals, ecosystems, and the heritage. The fourth and final key theme which emerged was the importance of engaging students' imagination. To gain a fuller and deeper understanding of global issues, students should reflect critically on the world around them and realise that everyone can make a difference, however small. Angelica, Kieran and Rose tell us more. And the idea here is to really connect children to nature because as the younger generation is they're going to be the stewards of our planet we really want to foster that sense of love and wonder and connection with nature so what we're doing is we're following nature's life cycle and introducing the content language learning based on the life cycle of edible fruit and vegetable plants. So throughout the projects, there's a very strong hands-on sensory component. So children are learning in a contextualized environment where they're actually getting to grow the seeds of their knowledge, so to speak. An example of one of these frameworks would be a See, Think, Wonder, which is a visible thinking routine, which was developed at Harvard Graduate School by teacher researchers. And this is a very, very simple routine, which can be used with any image. And essentially, there are three questions that the teacher asks the students. So perhaps if we think of just one image, and probably an image which all of the listeners will know. So it's the image of a polar bear clinging on to an iceberg. And so we could say to the students, what do you see? And the students would say what they see. And they would say, I see a polar bear on, on an iceberg. And then the next question is, what do you think? And you say, well, I think this may be the result of climate change because, and the students give their answer. And they say, what do you wonder? I say, I wonder what's going to happen to the polar bear. Did the polar bear survive? Did the polar bear manage to get where it was going? Did the polar bear get any food? I wonder why we don't do more to try to counteract climate change. So this would just be a, one example of a very simple routine that we could use. And as I said, this can be applied in any context. 
we have to counter the idea of, of sort of learned helplessness, this idea that we can't make a difference because every, everyone can make a difference. You know, we can do this on a personal level, we can do it on an institutional level, we can do it in all sorts of different areas of, of our lives. You can find out more about The Climate Connection by looking in our show notes or by visiting www.britishcouncil.org slash climate hyphen connection. The podcast can be downloaded here and is also available via your usual podcast provider or the Teaching English website. They are also available on YouTube. Teaching English with the British Council. I am now delighted to introduce our guest for this episode, Fadadach Jill. Fadadach is a languages teacher from Cameroon in West Africa and is currently based in the UK, studying for his master's degree in TESOL. Fadadach is going to share with us his thoughts about a range of global issues. And I should say that in our conversation, we do talk about violence and drug addiction. Welcome, Fadadach. Thank you, Chris. So, Fadadach, we've just heard lots of different ideas about how we can teach language through the climate crisis. What are your reflections on this? And what ideas have you personally used in the classroom? Well, these are excellent ideas on how we can address the climate crisis from the classroom, and especially from a language classroom, which at first glance may appear not to be directly involved or have anything to do with climate change. I particularly love the idea of using local issues as a way in. You know, most often we, we have the wrong assumption that the climate crisis is limited to issues that affect the world on a large scale. We expect to hear about rising levels of waters and floods sweeping across cities or countries. We expect to hear about a long period of drought in a country uh, causing food scarcity and hunger on a large scale in order to call it climate crisis. However, what happens on a large scale is a result of what happened in each locality. The climate crisis is a sum total of actions affecting nature locally. So creating awareness in learners which is one of the ideas listed by the previous speakers, creating an awareness of local issues, as driver or as small as they may appear to be, is a starting point to engage the learners into thinking about what is happening around them and to subsequently translate that thinking into what is happening in a larger community, in their, in their regions, in their country and the world at large. So engaging student imagination is an activity that I find very interesting and useful in the classroom. It, it provides an opportunity for, for students to think and come up with new and unique ideas. And climate crisis is obviously just one global issue that we can use to teach languages. What other global issues have you personally used in order to teach English? I have tried drug addiction in the classroom and waste management. Uh, you know, drug addiction is, is a major area of concern for teenagers and students. You'll be surprised to, to find out how much experience they have with substance abuse. Two years ago in Cameroon, Cameroonians were shocked by a series of killings in schools you know, related to drugs. A uh, 14 years old student stabbed his teacher to death. The next day, another student cut off the fingers of his classmates. A student stabbed another student to death while another died from drug abuse or drug overdose. These gruesome incidents were indirectly linked to drug abuse in the, in the school. From my findings, drug addiction is a crisis affecting every part of the world. 
so I decided to address the issue in a series of lessons with my students. I remember in a pre-reading task, for example, I put students in a groups to brainstorm on pictures related to drugs and to share their reflections and personal experiences, if any, you know, on the issue. And I was surprised at how much they knew and their experiences with drugs. Some had taken drugs at one point in their lives. Others knew a relative, a friend, a neighborhood kicked, addicted to drugs. At the end of the reading lesson, the students integrated a previously taught grammar lesson on, uh, on declarative and negative sentences to come up with an anti-drug manifesto, which they posted around their classroom. They made declarations like, we are aware the problem is real, we are conscious of our responsibility in fighting against it. We pledge to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. We pledge to avoid peer pressure in all its form. We pledge to encourage our friends suffering from drug addiction to seek for help. We pledge not to shame our friends suffering from drug addiction and a series of statements, series of declaration, which made up the manifesto and they posted in the classroom to remind themselves to know that this is actually a real problem. So that's, that's an example of an activity of a global issue that I integrated in my classroom and later on, you know, author an article on that that was published by the IATO for Global Issue Special Interest Group. And in that article, Fadidach, you ask a series of questions like, is it really my business? Why should I care? Shouldn't it be the responsibility of parents to teach their children about drugs? So why did you feel it was your responsibility as an English language teacher to do that? I realized that even though it is not part of the curriculum, official curriculum that we have to teach, but it is an issue affecting learners. And good enough, for the past in seven years, the Cameroonian government introduced uh, a curriculum in secondary schools and in English language, it is organized in modules. And it is a module that has to do with children's rights, that has to do with environment and other global issues. Though drugs are not directly identified in a module, but if it is an issue, that should be addressed. So at my own level, I thought that it is my responsibility as a teacher to address issues affecting students. It shouldn't just only be on grammar, on vocabulary, but the grammar and the vocabulary should be related to their daily experiences, to their daily happenings, to issues affecting their lives. That's what I think. This is a time to address this issue before we hear of another person dying in my own school or because of drugs. And how did your students respond, Fadidach, to this? Did they respond positively to it? And also, what about their parents? How did they feel when you were raising the issues of drugs within the, the language classroom? They responded very, very positively. In fact, it was quite an amazing experience because their reaction uh, was what I less expected. I thought it would be something that would be strange to them. I thought it would be something that they would not be related to. But because it was happening around the country, I thought it was time to raise that issue up. But to my surprise, the students had experienced that. And when I gave the room to express their experiences, it was shocking to learn from students age 15, 16, 17, that they've been taking drugs, that they've been living on drugs, or that they've had an experience at least once with drugs. Now, parents, on the other hand, I can't actually tell because 
we don't have the opportunity to deal with parents on daily basis, especially the parents of the students that we teach. But as a parent also, I want to believe that their parents will have also a positive attitude towards raising this issue in the classroom because there are issues that can, of course, affect their students, their children. And did you feel that your students were more willing to talk about these issues in a second language rather than in their first language? Definitely. They were very willing, even though they had challenges with the language, especially at the level of speaking, because most of these issues, they were actually integrated in a speaking activity. Despite the shortcomings in spoken English, they were willing to speak. They were willing to open up. They were willing to share their experience. And at that particular level, I let go of error corrections or giving feedback on the language structures that they are using. I just let them express what they were feeling. Some even resorted to pidgin language, which is the lingua franca around, to express their experience, especially when it came to naming the various drugs that uh, they've experienced. They used the local name. And to me, it was fine. The issue was I wanted them to speak out. I wanted them to say what what they think about drug abuse and drug addiction in the classroom or in, in, their, in their life, rather. And have you seen a positive impact in their daily lives sort of following this series of lessons that you did with them? Definitely, especially as we posted the manifesto around the classroom. You know, each time when I get to the classroom and even though we are discussing uh, on a different topic, at the end of the lesson, I always take one or two minutes to point them to the manifesto and ask them if things have changed and ask them if they have a different opinion or a different attitude towards drug and point them to their manifesto to ask them if they are actually leaving out, leaving out the declarations they made and which is visible in that classroom. So from time to time, I actually try to evaluate how far they've gone with that issue. And of course, some, most of them, they had drugs just one time and some vow never to try it again some said it was a terrible experience. It was a horrible experience. And they're not really ready to try that any time in, in, in their lives. Sometimes these global issues can feel very big or almost impossible to solve or too depressing. How can we manage these challenges within the classroom? How can we approach the issue responsibly as teachers? One thing I want teachers to understand is that global issues issues that are experienced differently in any given context. And the best way to go about it or the ideal way to go about it is to identify issues that are affecting one's own context. It got to be an issue that the teacher and his or her students are experiencing in their community. For example, when we talk about global warming, that's a global issue. But it is a vast topic that can be discussed from several angles and each region in the world experiences it differently. So it will be less effective than an English lesson in Mali or Senegal or my country, Cameroon, for example, to dwell on, let's say, the Arctic region and the melting of the ice and the consequences on polar bears. That's not the reality of the learners in that given context. On the contrary, it will be very effective to talk about the expansion of the Sahara Desert, for example, or to talk about drought, 
which are issues that the learners may be experiencing. So identifying a global issue and focusing on how the issue is felt and experienced locally and how it affects one's local context is to me one of the ideal ways to go about global issues or to integrate global issues in the classroom and not feel overwhelmed by the issues. And sometimes I guess as well, teachers should feel confident to go beyond their textbooks. So sometimes if they're using very general course books, for example, there may be stories about polar bears in the Arctic, which aren't relevant for that context. So teachers should feel confident to go beyond the materials which they are given. Definitely. Teachers should, teachers should contextualize whatever resources they are using, be it a textbook, they should contextualize it and make it relevant to their own context. It can't always be adapted. And I guess as well in, in the context you're talking about in Cameroon, if you want to talk about drought and desertification and so on, then students have very good resources in their parents or their grandparents who have a longer memory of these issues and they can be brought into the language learning process as well. Definitely. I remember in a class on um, tsunami, we were reading a text on tsunami, which is something that is not within the student's uh, context. But then I wanted them to be aware that something like tsunami happens. So we didn't dwell much on that. But I asked them to go back home and find out from their parents how the climate in Bamenda, that's the region where I teach, was some years backward. And what time people were expecting that the rains will come. At what time during the day, it was, it was certain that at this particular time, it's going to be rain. So I asked them to ask from their parents how it was some years back and try to compare their findings and their experiences on what is happening, you know, at that particular moment. At the end of that experience, we have different answers and they were able to say, oh, our parents told us that in Bamenda, it was very certain that between 12 o'clock and 1 p.m., it was certain that it's going to rain during the rainy season. But now it's very uncertain if it's going to rain at that particular moment. Some said, oh, our parents said it was very certain by, by the 15th of March or between the 15th and the 20th of March, the rains were supposed to come back because by the 15th, they are already planting, they are already farming. But now they are not too sure. There are times that the rains will come back in February. There are times that the rain will come back late March, sometimes in April. So these are actually issues affecting the climate, but which are relevant to the learners' context. And it's also that these young people are going to be the ones responsible for dealing with these issues in the future as well. So they need to prepare themselves for that at this point in time. Definitely. Fadidech, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Chris. It's clear that the language classroom can provide many opportunities to talk about important issues, such as the climate crisis, drug addiction and violence, as well as issues such as poverty, migration, hunger and sexuality. And whilst it may not always be easy to talk about these issues, it's important that young people have the opportunity to discuss such things in the safe space of the language classroom. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Teaching English with the British Council. We hope you enjoyed it. Please do like, subscribe and review. And please remember to download the show notes and transcripts. Join us next time for episode two, where we will try to answer the question... How can I make my teaching gender fair? Until then, goodbye. Teaching English with the British Council.